Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. Thank you, Justin. Here's a question for you. Have you ever been to a movie and you're, you're getting all settled in and you're eating your overpriced popcorn and the candy that you, you bought there at the movie theater, you didn't buy it at Walgreens right around the corner, and you're, you're all settled in and, and the previews come on. And there are these ama- amazing, action-packed, you know, thriller, hook-you kind of previews of movies coming like in 2017, you know, and you're like, oh, I got to remember that, or, you know, oh, this summer, and, and, and you've got this, and I don't know if you ever do this, I do this, this is how weird I am, and then as the movie that I came to see begins, I think to myself, or sometimes I ask my husband, what movie was it we were coming to see again? Anyone else besides me? It's just me, it's just me. Okay, we got a few hands. I saw a few nods, too. And as I was thinking about that, I thought, you know what? That is Christmas for a lot of people. That is what Christmas is like for a lot of people because we're getting so wrapped up in all the previews and the, and the this is coming and this is what it's going to be about and the invitations and the parties and all this stuff. And it's like suddenly Christmas Day comes, Christmas Eve comes, and it's like, now what was it? What was that I doing? What were we doing for Christmas again this year? Because it's already upon us. Like you get so wrapped up in the, in everything that's going on, and 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 the lights, and the and the, the lights, and these are beautiful, by the way, and um, you know, and, and the lifetime movie marathons of the, I don't know, the the, <laughs> the divorcee and the widower lumberjack plumber guy, and you know, they get together and woo and Merry Christmas, and, and but I think that for a lot of people, we just kind of lose it, we just miss it. We, we miss Christmas, and suddenly the calendar says December 24th, December 25th, or December 26th. What was it all about again? What were we doing? What, what was this? And, and so we just get so distracted by this, and, and in a few weeks... Drew and Mallory and I are going to go back to my home, Oklahoma, and, and spend Christmas there. We had already planned this before my mom passed. And, and um, you know, I was thinking, how easy would it be for the Patterson clan, Christmas 2015, to be about two things. The Star Wars movie and going and cleaning, up, cleaning out my mom's house and settling her estate. And chalk that up to Christmas 2015. And forget everything else. How easy it would be for that to happen. And just get lost in everything else. I, I could totally miss the real Christmas. I could completely miss it. Um, speaking of movies, have you ever been to one of these really cool movie theaters? That have like the awesome seats. I don't think they're really leather. They're probably pleather, but they feel like leather. And they recline, there's like buttons, and they heat. You ever been to one of these? Man, they're so sweet. Glenn, you gotta, you gotta find one. I think Tallahassee might have it. They're just amazing. A couple of weeks ago, I took the best nap of my life at a movie. And I completely missed 
the plot line. I, I completely missed the, you know, the moral summation at the end of this kid's movie that, I, that we took Mallory to see. I just missed it. I just, I just completely missed it. And there was a guy who owned a hotel, and he was planning on this huge weekend coming, planning on tons of people coming. And so he was prepared for this, and people were coming in and booking rooms, and it was just, he was prepared to make some money and to receive everybody in. He, he was ready just to, to pack out his place, a, a crazy profit-filled weekend, but he wasn't expecting the Savior of the world. He wasn't expecting the parents of the Savior of the world to show up and say, we need a room. He wasn't expecting this at all. And, and, and so when Joseph and Mary show up, Mary who was in you know, labor, BTW, and, and she, they arrived at his place, there is no room, there is no vacancy. There's no place for Jesus. And, and kind of like me nodding off in that really comfy movie theater seat, um, or, or like some of us at the movie you know, previews and we forget why we're even there. This guy, he missed it. He, he missed it. And Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, it's such a very familiar passage to people who have been around church or even who haven't, but they've kind of heard somewhere through the grapevine the story of why Christians celebrate Christmas. And it says this, at that time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. Now, this wasn't just a, hey, we need to find out how many people we have. When you came to take a census, you also paid your taxes. So there was a reason for the census. So this is what Augustus is doing. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. I think if you are in labor, you're probably obviously pregnant, except for the people that go to the doctor and think they have appendicitis. And they're like, no, you're having a baby. But that's, that's not what was going on with Mary. I, I digress a lot. I'm sorry. It's... it's it's a gift. Um, so they have to go home to pay their tax. They have to go home to register to do this. And, um, and it's kind of, I mean, you know, you look at your voter registration card, and it tells you where you can vote. If you show up somewhere else to vote, they're going to say, oh, you can't vote here. You've got to go there. And this is what's going on with Joseph and Mary. They, they couldn't stay in Nazareth and do this thing. They had to go to, um, to Bethlehem to, to register. And so this is why they're doing this. And, and so they go with a baby about ready to be, uh, be born. But imagine the setting. Imagine the setting, because it's not just Joseph and Mary rolling into this, you know, sleepy little, little town, you know, with tumbleweeds blowing by the street. I mean, everybody is returning to this town if this is where their ancestral home is, and they're having to do this, which is why the place was booked, which is why there was no place to go. It wasn't that the guy said, no, I, I, I hate Jesus, you can't come in here. No, there was just no place. There was no room for Jesus. There was no room for him. And this is where we meet the person who missed it. In, in, in verse 6, we continue. And while they were there, Joseph and Mary, 
The time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. There was no vacancy for Jesus. And the Bible doesn't tell us a whole lot at all about the innkeeper. We don't know anything more about him except for the fact that he kept an inn and he had no room. That's all we know about him. There was no room for Jesus. And, and you can't really blame him. I mean, when you think about it, you can't, you can't blame him. He's just trying to make a buck. He's just trying to earn a living. This is going to be a big weekend for him. He's just trying to keep things running. And, and you know, there's hundreds of people coming into town. And, and you can't blame him. He doesn't know. He doesn't know that these two people who need a place to stay are carrying the Savior of the world. He doesn't know. There would be no reason for him to know. There, there, there was no, it was absolutely impossible for him to know. So let's let the innkeeper off the hook. But you and I are on the hook. Because we know. We know. We know who Jesus is. We know why he came. We know. Whether we believe or not, we know. So, yeah, he didn't have room. But do you and I have room? I mean, that's really the question. Do we have room? Or, by our words, by our thoughts, by our actions, whether on purpose or not, is there a sign like this in our lives? Saying, I don't really have room for you, Jesus. I really don't have room. I've got too much going on. I've got, I've got this, I've got that, I've got to go here, I've got to go there. They want me to do this, I've got to buy that, I've got to plan this, I've got to cook for that, I've got to travel to that place. Then those people are traveling from their place to come to this place, and we've got this, and we've got to go there. And what, was, what were we doing for Christmas again? Why was I here to begin with? No vacancy. Raise your hand if you've already been to a Christmas-related party or gathering so far already. December 6th, anyone? Yep, okay. I wish I had a stress meter to gauge the two comments I'm about to make, just to see where you were. Are you ready? There's only 19 days till Christmas. Here you go, ready? There's only two shopping weekends left until Christmas. Is anyone going, oh, you know, Any, anyone besides me admit that when you check the mailbox and you see the, the Christmas card come in that you're kind of like, oh, great, and then you immediately feel guilty because you haven't even done that yet? It's like each Christmas card comes with a pang of guilt. Or worse yet, you're going, oh, they weren't even on my list. Oh. This is, this is the, the stuff. We make room for that. We're making room for that. Do we even want to talk about the spending? Do we, do we even want to talk about the budget or lack of budget? I'll just move on from there. All that leading up to what? What, what are we leading up to? What are, we, what are we building up to? What is the, what's the goal? What's the end goal of all of this? To get together on one day or maybe you do the multiple family shuffle? 
and you gather around and you open gifts and if you pay attention, you might notice a lot of people who are really not that happy with whatever they just opened. They're kind of like, oh, thanks. And then you stuff your face until you think that you can't put any more food in there and then someone says pumpkin pie and you're like, oh, I got another stomach for pumpkin pie. You didn't say that. I have, I have a whole separate pumpkin pie stomach. And this is, this is what we're building up to. This is where we're headed. Because to me, and, and I know, I'm, I'm in this. I'm part of this. I understand this. I wonder how often that's been the sign in my heart, in my actions, in my words, in my mindsets, in regard to the celebration of God in the flesh showing up. Because 2015 or so years ago, this is what happened. A baby was born who changed the world. He, he brought salvation to a world that was dying in their sins. This is what Jesus did. This is, this is why he came. He, he came to fulfill God's promise. To fulfill his promise. For you and I to be in relationship with him. The, the perfect embodiment of, of love, both fully God and fully man. He came one night, born in a barn because there was no vacancy for him. And today, what do we do? We make room in, you know, for a tree. We make room for a tree in our living room. Or if you're completely insane, you have multiple trees in your house, and God bless you, I don't know how you do it. But we make room, right? We shift things. We move a couch a little bit, or we take out a table, or we do, and we make room for a tree. But then in a couple of weeks... We take that tree out and we move everything right back in. And what a shame, an absolute shame it would be for us to do that same thing in our hearts and in our minds in regard to Jesus. Because let's be honest, a lot of people come to church this time of year to dabble in a little baby Jesus. Because baby Jesus is cute and baby Jesus doesn't require a lot because baby Jesus doesn't talk. So you don't have to really pay attention to those red words that he says later on. We, we dabble in baby Jesus, but then we move on. We make room for a little while. We need to make room for him all the time. We need to make room for him. Make, make room in, in this. And so, you know, it, it, it's not, it shouldn't be a temporary thing, like, like a Christmas tree. And the innkeeper, he missed it. He missed Christ, but we can't blame him. We can't. He didn't know. He did allow them to stay in the barn, so there's something. He, he didn't know the significance of this baby. He, he had no idea. And so, this Advent season, because if you really look at the, the church calendar that talks about the seasons of the year, did you know we're not even in Christmas season? We're in a season called Advent. The Christmas season actually begins on Christmas. We're in a season called Advent. It's the awaiting of the Messiah. It's the preparation to receive him. That's really what this time should be about. Preparing ourselves. Making room for him. Making room for Jesus. And so what I want to do and what I offer to you to do as well 
is to take, um, is to consider, step back for a minute. And I'm not saying chunk the parties and chunk the, you know, everything, but maybe a few things do need to go, and that's okay. But to take a step back and look at going, how am I, how are we, how am I as an individual, how are we as a family, how am I with my kids, how am I helping to prepare for the celebration of God showing up in the form of a baby to change the world? How am I doing that? Am I making room for that? So that we make room in our lives for... um, and in our kids' lives, and in our plans, and in our mind, and in our heart, to make sure that we are making a vacancy for Jesus, that only he can fill. Nothing else, no one else, should be able to fill that place, except for Jesus. That's what Christmas is about. This is why we came. This is why we're here. This is what we've come and we're expecting. You know, like when you go to the movies and you sit down with your popcorn and your candy and your 12-gallon drink that costs like half of your salary. See, I digress again. And you're sitting there and you're expecting. You're excited You laid down cold, hard cash to see what's about to come. And I've been more excited about movies than I have been about Jesus. We need to make room. We need to make room. We're about to sing a song uh, called Emmanuel. And it means God with us. That's what Emmanuel means, God with us. That is Christmas, right there in three words, God with us. And here's the words that we're about to sing. It says this, holy, holy, I will bow before my Lord and King. Hallelujah. You have come to us. You make all things new. That's Christmas. That's the celebration. That's what we should be preparing for celebrating God coming to make things new so let's make room for Jesus let's pray together you that um, it's a it's a heavy privilege Lord to realize that we know better than the innkeeper <laughs> we don't have an excuse but oh Lord that you came for us you came for us, that you came to make things new, that you came not to leave us in the old, not to leave us in our past, not to leave us in our sins, not to leave us in regrets, not to leave us in pain and hurt. Lord, you come to bring life and life anew. And what a massive celebrative party that should be. God, I pray that we would make room for you this Advent season as we lead up to the premiere of your son Jesus Christ and it's in his name we pray Amen Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life 
If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldosta.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends.